On this week's XJ Talk Show, who gets to see it first? We find out who the lucky folks are that get the first glimpse of the new Grand Wagoneer. And we talk about a single mom who won a new Jeep Wrangler for her daughter. We got a lot of voicemails to share. We spread some of that YouTube love and we take a look into the mind of Nikki G. And one listener takes us to task with some constructive criticism. We find out what's happening on XJTalk.com. Tammy gives us a review of the top zip zipper pulls and shares her personal experiences and differences between the two-door and the four-door JKs. All that in a big announcement on the next XJ Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the XJ Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. Everybody wave. First week in G. Oh, who's going to get to see it first? No, I promise I'm not going to stand up. But, well, I know it's not going to be me, and I'm pretty sure Tony won't be allowed either. And you can bet there's going to be no cell phones allowed in the room either. When Fiat Chrysler dealers meet in August to get their very first exclusive glimpse of the resurrected Jeep Grand Wagoneer something that consumers and even journalists will apparently have to wait a little longer to see. The company is going to give some dealers only a sneak peek at the three-row, seven-seat luxury SUV that Jeep has planned for the 2018 model year. Considered to be the first luxury SUV, the Grand Wagoneer, or SJ, was produced from 1963 to 1991, the third longest production run in automotive history. Sadly, the last Grand Wagoneer produced rolled out of Chrysler's Toledo assembly plant on June 21, 1991. Owners had the option of having a final edition Jeep Grand Wagoneer badge installed on the dashboard. The revived Grand Wagoneer will share a platform with the next generation two-row Grand Cherokee and so will likely be a unibody rather than a body-on-frame vehicle like its predecessor. It's most likely going to be a, it's most likely going to be built at Chrysler Corporation's Jefferson North Assembly Plant where the Dodge Durango and Jeep Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee are currently being produced. An all-aluminum or mostly aluminum body also appears to be a safe bet, but it's still unknown exactly what that upcoming body of the Grand Wagoneer will look like. Speculation surrounds a kind of throwback to the 1970s-era Jeep Cherokee, a similar theme in the concept vehicles we saw at the Easter Jeep Safari. As of yet, we also have no numbers for the drivetrain or what sort of options may be available. I'm betting there will be rumors of an SRT Grand Wagoneer very early in production, and, well, that makes me tingle in places I shouldn't talk about. The new vehicle will replace and fill the vacant spot of the Jeep Commander, which ceased production in 2010 due to low demand. Well, mom wins a free Jeep from AutoNation. No, not my mom, and you don't want me talking about your mama. But a single mom who saved for years to buy her daughter a car for graduation received an even bigger gift herself Wednesday from a dealership group, AutoNation. On national TV, broadcasted live, 51-year-old Daisy Gomez of Florida learned that the 2015 Jeep Wrangler she purchased for her daughter at a Pembroke Pines store would be free and her check ripped up. All this part of AutoNation's celebration of selling 10 million vehicles, more than any dealership group in history. Can I hug you, Gomez asked Mike Jackson, the chief executive of AutoNation, on hearing the unexpected news that the $44,000 Jeep would cost her absolutely nothing. She, of course, embraced Jackson warmly. Her daughter, Nicole, who graduates from high school Wednesday evening, was stood there, mouth agape, beaming, of course. AutoNation, based in Fort Lauderdale, televised the giveaway on Business Channel CNBC around 7.30 a.m. 
live in front of the Radio City Music Hall as it announced its best May for retail sales of a new vehicle since the year 2000. The company said its new vehicle sales jumped 5% in May from a year earlier, more than double the growth of the industry nationwide. AutoNation executives linked the sales surge to the company's $20 million marketing campaign to publicize its 10 million vehicles sold, a push they say has brand the top of mind amongst consumers. AutoNation surely is top of mind now for this lucky winner. Despite this warm, touching, feel-good story tugging at the heartstrings of everyone listening, I'm going to say what we're all thinking. That's spoiled brat. Where the heck was my graduation Jeep? Did I get a shiny new Jeep for suffering through high school and not dropping out? No! Psh, free Jeeps. The nerve! Anyways, <laughs> big thanks to all you guys who continue to help me out each and every week by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you've got something that you think we should be talking about or you got a response to any one of our stories, well, by all means, send us an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap-A-Talk app, then search for XJTalk. Take XJTalk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJTalk fix. We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102 and leave your message on our 24 by 7 voicemail. Tonight on Wrangler Talk, the two-door Jeep Wrangler versus the four-door Jeep Wrangler off-road. Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, you guys know me as Motoroy on xjtalk.com. You know me as uh, Tony and uh, Gertrude is my stage name or Sturge name. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Josh, Josh wasn't expecting that. So, uh, if you haven't been over to xjtalk.com, you should uh, should join us there. And, uh, of course, you should join us at xjtalkshow.com. Now, uh, if I could talk fast enough, I could have got him while he's drinking. Here's my co-host, uh, Josh. <laughs> yeah, guys, you guys do know me as Josh otherwise known as NW99XJ or Northwest99XJ. I'm found all over the webs on all the Jeep forums and all that sort of stuff. But the one site you want to go to, of course, is XJTalkShow.com. And we're here to support XJTalk.com, probably the web's most uh, premier, I'm going to say the best of all time, uh, nay, best ever Jeep site on the web. You guys want to go there if you are a Jeep owner of any platform. Uh, looking for advice, tips, tricks, great pictures, wheeling adventures, the whole nine yards. You guys can find it over at xjtalk.com. And my other co-host, Tammy. Yep, I'm also known as Jeep Mama, and I have a blog at www.jeepmama.com. And you can follow me as I experience my Jeep Wrangler, um, my new Jeep Wrangler. I guess it's been about six months since I got my Rubicon, and you can follow me through my journeys with my Jeep. It's time to buy a new one, isn't it, Tammy? I know. It's getting there. I've got to stay away from those dealers. <laughs> yeah. Don't go over the, to the dealers. That's a, that would be a bad thing. So uh, we'll take a moment to, to tell you guys about the 4x4 Radio Network. Uh, it is a conglomeration. As I was listening to a podcast the other day, I was saying a pile, not a, not a pile, a glob, a blob of uh, uh, off-roading shows. It's, uh, you know, all those, all, all those descriptions sound bad, but it's actually quite a good thing. We've got the Muddy Mike uh, podcast. We've got the Center Steer podcast. 
And uh, of course, we've got the uh, the four by four podcast and xjtalk.com. But hey, something's going to be changing with xjtalkshow.com. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, aren't we? Yeah, yeah it's really exciting. Got, uh, big announcement, everybody! Huge announcement uh, coming up in a little bit later in the show. But yeah, you guys want to head over to the four by four radio network www.4x4radionetwork.com to get all your off road fix. Podcast guys, it's pretty much a nonstop listening oh. smorgasbord of off-road goodness. It's a buffet of off-road. Mm, I yeah, mean, there's who doesn't like a good buffet? <laughs> You've been here an hour. You go away. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there's uh, there's Land Rovers, there's ATV, UTVs, uh, there's what Dan does, which is talk about food, cooking off-road, going off-road, overlanding, which he's actually doing, uh, or actually he'll be starting. Uh, this Friday, tomorrow, uh, his uh, his trek from uh, Missouri all the way up to Fairbanks, Alaska. It's like a three-week trip. Got this whole... Exciting. Yeah, he's got this trailer that he built and uh, an overlanding trailer. And, uh, you know, uh, they couldn't ship his, uh, his XJ because he's got Dana 44's front and rear. And he never did set up the uh, emergency brake on the rear. So they the, oh, the shipper geez. will not ship the XJ yeah, no. in that configuration. So they're taking the XJ. The XJ is going to be pulling the trailer, which was not the plan. <laughs> you know, this is the way these things happen. You know, you make these yeah. big plans and then some, something happens that you, you know, you couldn't plan for. And, uh, so he's going to actually be taking the, the XJ. I told him it makes it a much better story taking the XJ instead of a, oh, yeah. a GMC, um, uh, family vehicle. Uh, take this, this rugged off road, 35 inch tires, right. you know, Ah, oh, it's just, that's, you know, it's God's way of saying, Dan, this is what you were supposed to do to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to certainly make an adventure. And well, hopefully we get to hear uh, tales from the trail as it were. Well, if, well you uh, guys aren't aware of this, but I, I touched base with Dan and asked him if maybe oh. we could get some updates from the road. So yeah. uh, hopefully depending on cell coverage, we might be actually able to get some Skype updates of Dan on his three week trek, little, little updates of, uh, what's going on every so often, maybe some cr- actual campfire, uh, videos, uh, and, uh, maybe we'll be that catch that last image of the bear charging them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, well, it'd be sad. Ramos. I don't have to outrun the bear. All I have to do is outrun you. <laughs> <laughs> it's as good for zombies too. All righty. Well, hey, let's get over to our voicemails. We've got uh, several here tonight and, uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. And Tammy. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, guys. This is a super talk. Tonight, I am enjoying being eaten. Well by Minnesota's state bird, mosquito. You know why we tie up and and chain up pets in Minnesota, especially towards the after-dark times? They're huge. Not really that we're worried about them getting loose in the small towns or whatever. It's because if they don't, the state bird, the mosquito, come out and take them away. So that is why we always make sure to have them on a leash or a chain or 
or something like that. Otherwise, you may not find them in the morning, and or they'll be floating and there because of state birds. So, yeah, I'm trying to 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 work with the state bird is not fun. <laughs> so that's where you're originally from, aren't you, Tammy? Yeah, same area. Yep, I was born and raised in Minnesota, North Dakota. And I've experienced some of those state birds. Actually, North Dakota says their state bird is the mosquito as well. So uh, did you guys have the mosquitoes that were so big that you could actually see those hind legs that were uh, like a color of a zebra? Yeah. Yeah, we have those down here too. Yeah, there's some Forget here in Maryland too. Forget that well. nonsense. <laughs> God. They're huge. Sounds like a Huey. Uh, big, big welts on your skin when they bite you. Sounds no like a, a, a Huey military helicopter flying by your ear. <laughs> Blue thunder. Hey, we, get the, we get the little ones up here. Just that's it. You get them every now and again. That, that, that's, that's it. But, uh, and, and you can barely see them. I mean, they're, they're almost invisible. They're so small. <laughs> All right, let's get over to uh, Cody. Uh, I think he's going to take us to task about our Grand Cherokee coverage. All right. Hey guys, it's Cody with TrailChasers.net. On one of the last episodes, you guys were talking about, oh, we talk about everything, not just XJs. We talk about XJs and Wranglers and XJs and Wranglers. And not once did you say the grandest of all Jeeps, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Well, we talk oh, about them. We talk about them in the news, right? Yeah, you know, we uh, we have mentioned them in the news. We are a little lacking in our Grand Cherokee tech discussions, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, that may soon be changing as well. well that would be nice. Uh, we'll leave it there and maybe uh, we'll revisit that here in a second. Let's get our, uh, our second Super Croc and uh, hopefully this is going to be about something other than State Bird. Greetings and octogenarians, XJ Talk. This is Super Croc again. You know what I dislike? Mixing coolant or antifreeze, whichever you southerners and call it. Generally coolant up here because, oh, about, except for maybe two weeks out of the year, it's used as coolant. But that's off topic. But yeah, you can get it 50 50 pre mixed. But. Then you're paying out the the third point of contact for it, and that's never fun. But you get it full strength, and you have to mix it, and you spill water all over, you spill coolant all over. It gets all over, and it's no fun. But it tastes great. Mm -hmm. This week I had to do that three times. Twice for my car. Before and after changing a water pump, which I had replaced a couple months ago, but either the pump itself or the gasket failed, not sure. But I got a replacement pump and gasket, so. And then for his friend's car. So, yeah, coolant. I hate it. Bye. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he just needs to get the uh, the state bird and the coolant together. Yeah, there you go. That'll take care <laughs> oh. of one or the other. Get rid of those 
pesky little things. Oh, it's horrible. You know, whenever the nanobots uh, uh, first come out, that's what exactly what they're going to be made to do is go attack all the mosquitoes. And, and maybe it'll be live on uh, YouTube. That would be pretty cool. You watch a mm-hmm. whole war sequence. All right, I must have hit my head today. So let's get over to our uh, last voicemail, and this one is uh, also from Cody. Hey, guys, it's Cody with TrailChasers.net. I was giving you a hard time about not talking about the Grand Cherokee enough, the grandest of all Jeeps. But I should probably mention that the grandest of all Jeeps that I own, the Jeep Grand Cherokee WJ, has a blown engine. So my grand engine has grandfully exploded, and now I'm looking at a very grand price tag to get the 4.7 liter rebuilt. So, yay! (laughs) It it blowed up. I don't know if you guys remember from last week, but Cody was telling us that he got rid of his perfectly fine TJ because uh, he was expanding his family and just couldn't quite see you know, having the, the fam all fit in the TJ. Uh, I bet the TJ is still running. <laughs> but yeah, right. that's what happens with the older vehicles. Uh, you, you never know. And, uh, you know, Cody didn't mention, I wonder if that was a 4.0. I bet you it was the V8. No, he said the 4.7 liter. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That he did one. say that one. Yeah. No, I think it's time for a, a hemi swap in that. Oh. Uh, if nothing else, maybe even just a 59 uh in there. But uh no, I like the WJs. Those are uh those are probably one of my favorite Grand Cherokees. All right. Well, this isn't going to be uh stereo, but I'm going to do it anyway. It is the big time announcement. Um who wants to start? Well, I'll go ahead and just kind of get the ball rolling on this. Guys, this is something that we've been talking about behind the scenes for a little while now. And uh, we've talked about how the show is growing. And obviously, the, uh, well, the evidence is, is evident. Uh, we have a new, uh, a new co-host. Uh, she's been part of the show for several weeks now and uh, definitely finding her place. And, well, the show is growing, as are, is the site. And, of course, uh, the expansion of the 4x4 Radio Network. Basically, things are moving along pretty good. And in order to keep up with uh, with the times and the pace and, and the developments of everything else, well, we've got to make some other changes as well. Now, before you start thinking this is going to get all somber and everything, well, yeah. no, this is actually a good thing. I'm not leaving the, the show no matter how <laughs> many votes we get for it. <laughs> Damn, you know who and, you are. Uh, guys, please, please stop sending bundles of rope and rolls of duct tape. I, you know, we, we can't we can't tie him up. We can't leave him tied up for very long. So. Uh, we, we've got enough for now. If we need more, we'll ask. But no, Tony, what, what is happening? What, what is going on? All this talk and this big announcement, what exactly are we doing? Well, you know, uh, Tammy's really the reason for this. I'm going to let her announce it. Oh, it's all her fault. It's, it's blame it on me. If you don't <laughs> like it, you can blame it on me. Just send me an email. Um, well, you know, the title of the show doesn't seem to fit what we're doing so because I don't talk about XJs I really don't know a lot about XJs so I've been bringing in stuff about the Wranglers and we're trying to get more and more of the other Jeep um, the Jeep brand in there so we decided we're going to call the show Tony <laughs> nobody wants to do it we're the, the changing the talk name show. yes we're changing the name to the Jeep talk show the being optional so Jeep talk show which is going right. to better uh, encapsulate what we're doing here because that's what we're doing is we're talking about Jeeps and uh, we want to talk about other Jeeps. We want to talk about Grand uh, Cherokees. We want to talk about Deep Breath Renegades, the Trailhawks, the, and you know, we're going to try to be a kinder, kinder, gentler 
Jeep talk show and embrace all Jeeps. Yes, we are going to embrace the suck. And uh, <laughs> no, guys, this this is a good thing. Trust me, the format really isn't going to change. You're no. still going to have all the same great segments and everything. The sound, the feel of the show really isn't going to change. This primarily is just uh, is sort of cosmetics, if you will. This is just surface. Little plastic surgery, if you will. We're giving the XJ Talk Show a boob job. No. Well, it, it makes it easier. <laughs> it, it, it makes it easier for folks that are looking for a podcast to find a good Jeep podcast. I mean, well, how many yeah, people know what very XJ much is? like a boob job? In fact, yeah. <laughs> if you if you're hard to find a chest and you get a boob job, now it's very well, easy to find the chest. Well, this would be more of like a booby trap because uh, we're going to change the name. It's a trap. <laughs> they're going to think they're getting something something new and improved. It is uh, the old bait and switch. It is. It's new and improved <laughs> because uh, we've added you. We've added uh, weekly content about the uh, the Wrangler, the the new Wrangler. Uh, it, it and you know since you've joined, uh, Josh and I have been woefully uh, inadequately mentioning the uh, open seat that's always available for everyone mm -hmm. out there because you know if you know about Grand Cherokees or maybe you don't, maybe you learning on learning on uh, on the job so to speak. You can give us uh, content that we can put up here on on the show. It uh, uh, we'll we'll fact check you. We'll make sure it's right, uh, and I'm sure you'll uh, as you learn more about it, you can share with us. And that's the same thing for the Renegade. Same thing with the new 2014 2015 uh, Trail Chicken. I'm sorry, Trail Hawk, or even just the uh, the standard uh, <laughs> the standard Cherokee. So we'd like to hear from you guys. Uh, maybe you can change our minds about the Renegade and uh, the new Cherokee. So, Tony, is this going to change how people find the show? Uh, well, only only in as much as uh, whenever they initially do a search. Um, okay, what about our current subscribers? No, no changes at, at all. In fact, Very good. if you go to uh, XG Talk Show, it'll take you to xgtalkshow.com. Uh, here in the, the next several weeks, uh, you go to XG Talk Show, you, you'll, you'll be taken to a website. It'll just say Jeep Talk Show. And if you, even currently... If you go to jeeptalkshow.com, it's going to take you to XJ Talk Show. So the, you'll have multiple paths that all take you to the same place. We're going so that I, away. So can I give you the name that my husband suggested? Uh, okay. This hasn't been approved, but go ahead. <laughs> no, it won't be approved. He, he goes, you guys should just be Jeep Mama and the boys. So, <laughs> so your kids would be joining the show. Oh, you and you and Tony. So what you're, you what I'm hearing is you're starting. What I'm hearing is you're starting a podcast of your own. No, 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 no. <laughs> She's been doing a blog. She ought to do a podcast. Yeah. She'd be the next, uh, uh, the next yeah, what four would I by talk about the next four by four radio network uh, podcast. So no, guys, like like I said, this is uh, something we've been talking about for a while. Obviously, a lot of work has gone in behind the scenes to make this happen, and and this is uh, something that's gonna over the next couple few weeks, you're gonna kind of start seeing these uh, these implementations take place. Um, and uh, by all means, if you guys have any concerns, we want to hear your opinions. We want you guys to tell us what you think about all this, um, and uh, and just be aware that this is this is definitely a good thing. Nothing is going away. Nothing yeah. is really changing except for just the name. Yeah, I mean, the podcast has always been about Jeeps, but with the show expanding its team, we feel this makes sense to change the name of the show to better inform the public about what we're about. 
Uh, Josh and my first love will always be the Cherokee. You we'll betcha. always have uh, XJ content on here. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're just adding to it. And I don't know about you guys, but as I've been listening to the new podcast over at the 4x4radionetwork.com, I'm enjoying learning about uh, ATV, UTVs, uh, and the, uh, the, the Land Rover. I wanted to say Range oh, Rover yeah. again. John would kill me. Uh, but well, talk uh, about you know other platforms and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We talked about Grand Cherokees, and well, obviously we uh, we had a fan of the show, Cody. Now put it to, put us to task a little bit about our lack of Grand Cherokee tech. Well, there is a lot of tech out there that is very specific to the Grand Cherokees stuff that well you otherwise wouldn't know unless you've owned one and worked on one for a number of years. And those kind of people are what we want to hear from right now. We want to hear from you Grand Cherokee owners out there, you Grand Cherokee experts out there, you guys who've got the tech, who know the tips, the tricks that nobody else would know unless you've been through the ringer of working on an old ZJ or putting a lift on a WJ, things that, uh, well, the rest of us would like to know. And, well, the very easy way to do that, you can always write us at newstips at xjtalkshow.com. You can, of course, call the show on our 24-7 voicemail line, 530-675-4102, 530-675-4102, or use our SpeakPipe feature, basically a fancy answering machine on the Internet, mm-hmm. over at xjtalkshow.com. And let us know about your wanting your willingness to uh, participate with the XJ Talk Show in a Grand Cherokee segment. Yeah, don't uh, don't think about it. Just do it, and don't be worried about what people will will think and say. Uh, you will find that you're a lot better at something uh, at this than uh, you probably expected to be. So, uh, just and of course, shot. we're here to help you guys out as well, right? Poke fun where where uh, possible, right, Tammy? Yeah, sorry, my mic. I had my mic on mute. Oh, hey, I had a question. I, I had a question. Yeah, shoot. Okay, the don't don't punch me when I ask this, but what's the difference between a Grand Cherokee and a Cherokee? Well, the Grand Cherokee was the slightly larger, more uh, luxurious version of the Cherokee. Uh, okay. They uh, they had a uh, both a four liter inline six that uh, is famous, the Jeep is famous for, as well as a, a V8 option. Um, they were a limited production year and uh, lots of plastic, lots of electronics, um, but they developed a very loyal and, uh, and devout following. Mm-hmm. Uh, I myself am fond of the Grand Cherokees as well, and I've given thought many times uh, to, uh, to getting one as a, as a build project. But, uh, but no, the Grand Cherokee is just a slightly larger version of the Cherokee and of uh, different body lines, of course, uh, different platform as it's, it's got its own unibody con- uh, construction, and, uh, and, and it's got a... Uh, a different suspension setup. It's got four link front and rear. I think they were trying to go for more of a a larger family vehicle and maybe mm-hmm. a vehicle that could tow um, a more like a boat or trailer. Right. Uh, and more family uh, off, not off road, but more family um, family off road excitement where you get the boat out and so on and so forth. Um, and and the even the four point uh, the the Cherokee that came with the four point uh, engine. I don't think they used the same uh, drivetrain as far as the transfer case and the transmission. I don't think they ever no. used the AW4. I don't think they ever used the, the 231 or the 242. But I'm not 100% sure. Some of them sure. did have the 242. Uh, most of them had the 249 or the all-wheel yeah, drive. Yeah, 249. Uh, transfer case. So now, Do people mod and lift the Grand Cherokee? Oh, you betcha. In fact, the Grand Cherokee, uh, the later model ZJs and... Uh, and the WJs, the the next, um, the more roundy style Grand Cherokees that you've seen, 
uh, are a very preferred vehicle for overlanding for expedition uh, mm. reasons. Um, they, uh, they're very comfortable, and that's prim- probably the primary reason, uh, but, uh, but they can haul, and they've got a lot more cargo room. And there is a ton of aftermarket support for them. Well, so, but, but but there's not as much aftermarket support as there is for the XJ, and certainly not that for the is Wrangler. true. That is I, true. Because I hear I read a lot of complaints about that. As far as you know, you XJ owners, you have all this aftermarket support, and the <laughs> Wrangler aftermarket support is just ridiculous. There's so much of mm-hmm. it, and not so much love for the Grand Cherokee. Not as much, but there is quite a bit out there. All things considered, I mean, there's a lot of smaller uh, fab shops and stuff like that that do. Um, you know, one-off st- type of stuff. And um, there's, I mean, a, a lot of the tech is cross-platform as far as, you know, control arms and stuff like that. One would apply to That's the true. other. Yeah. yeah. So Because you could, the, the, uh, an upgrade to an XJ was to like get the tie rod and a, a, a couple of other front-end parts, I believe, and you could transfer them from a Grand Cherokee to an XJ right. and, and do a yep. cheap upgrade because they were a little beefier since the, the Grand was larger and uh, also, too, the ones that sported the uh, the V8 needed something a little more beefier up front to handle that additional weight. So, uh, anyway, uh, if you have uh, some Grand Cherokee information you'd like to uh, share with us on a regular basis, doesn't have to be weekly, but uh, just uh, give us a holler and uh, on those uh, one of those mini avenues that uh, Josh gave us earlier, and we'd love to hear from you, love to get you on the show. But now, let's get over to our YouTube subscribers and some YouTube love. Every week, guys, you know the routine. We pull a few names out of the hat and, uh, well, give a little bit of love. Give a shout out to some of our YouTube subscribers. You want to get on this list? Very easy to do. Just head over to youtube.com slash xjtalk and subscribe. First on our list tonight. Who do we got, Tony? Fat Cat 3211 or 3211. It's my personal favorite. Garrett B. Then we have Mad Urbu. <laughs> oh, God. What the Judges, hell is that? We would have also have taken Madurbu. <laughs> From her. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And a Sephetic or SFE deck or something along those lines. Oh, Thank like you guys that. for taking the time to subscribe. Make sure you guys subscribe. And if you haven't already, do it now. And please, by all means, make sure you tell a friend. Let them know you're watching the XJ Talk Show. We're getting close to 900 subscribers. YouTube.com slash XJ Talk. Ooh, Tammy, it's time for the mind of Nikki G. You know, you need to start announcing the mind of Nikki G. In fact, go ahead and start now. And now from the mind of Nikki G. Oh, you're such a copycat. I'm trying to get the board over. It doesn't want to. It doesn't want to play right. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I want to give a shout out to Scott and say thank you for watching my YouTube video and uh, saying some kind words about it. It's nice to know that I helped somebody, made an easy task even easier, which a Suppose what I normally do is make an easy task uh, extremely difficult and uh, unbearable. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I started all these videos as a project, and I just kind of waned out on it. Yeah, not, that's not a jab at Wayne Cantab, <laughs> just a, an Ohio saying, I guess. Inside baseball there, folks. But uh, I just kind of lost interest because I have the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> Oh, look, a squirrel. <laughs> I took the words out of my mouth. I almost said it. 
So yeah, that happens. And I think it happens a lot of times because you don't get that immediate feedback. You don't get the yeah. the 50,000 people going, oh my God, I loved your video. And that just encourages you to do more. You figure, uh, n- you know, nobody's paying, t- paying attention to you like your spouse, which is the person that was, he was talking about where he doesn't normally help. He hinders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our next Nikki G and, and see if you can tell <clears throat> the difference in quality between speak pipe, which we just heard and, uh, the, uh, the voicemail through uh, our uh, Google Plus link. Hey, this is Nikki D. And uh, just off the podcast. Um, I hate to do it, but I got to fuss after a little bit, Tammy. Uh, you got me in some trouble. Uh, let me explain. Uh, I was in uh, the Nikki D secret lair, <laughs> which uh, everybody else calls the den. <laughs> I was in there uh, doing paperwork which is code for playing large amounts of Candy Crush. <laughs> and I had the XJ talk going on in the background. And it's a segment and you're complaining about some guy probably in New York City who's never even owned a Jeep. Complaining about your Jeep. And you got to the part where you said you like to take your top off and drive down the highway. <laughs> and at that moment, my wife, Wendy, walks in. Yeah. And our conversation, I won't get into it, but it sounded a lot like Jake from State Farm commercial. <laughs> uh, so, she sounds story short, She told me I'm sick, I need help. And uh, she swears I was listening to the audio book of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, where can I send my uh, marriage counseling bill to? And I will chat with you guys later. You have a good one. You guys. <laughs> This has been From the Mind of Nikki G. Uh, always fun hearing from Nikki G. And uh, Wendy, it's just a podcast. It's okay. <laughs> I, I do hear a difference. It's harder for me to hear the second one. Yeah, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit muddled. And uh, it, sometimes I, th- I think it might be the connection, the cellular connection uh, from his phone to Well, to I was going to gonna say that, that uh, you know, that's definitely a difference. But taking take into consideration, Nikki G is talking on a phone from 1987. Right. <laughs> flip phones Maybe are... Maybe a can and a string, too. <laughs> flip phones are a glimmer in his eye. <laughs> it's, that'll be his next upgrade. Well, the mothership can track you through these new smartphones. That's... It's uh, it's sad but true. So we've got some reviews, guys. You're listening to a four by four by four radio network podcast. Now we've got some reviews. Now we've got some reviews, guys. <laughs> no, uh, we've asked you guys time and time again. Head over to YouTube or Stitcher Radio and leave us a five star rating and a comment, if you will. And we love the feedback. Now this one came in. From uh, it was actually left on the xjtalkshow.com website. Um, Steve Davis uh, wrote in on June fourth of this year, uh, just uh, what was that last week. Mm-hmm. Your live show has potential, but needs lots of work. Your present live show reminds me of the beginning of the internet in the early nineties. You should try to get your show going at the latest seven p.m. Pacific time. You always say sorry for the late start, but it's the norm. You should spend thirty minutes prior to your show start off the air. Be ready to go by eight p.m. Pacific time. You didn't, I do not listen to your whole show, whole live show, maybe five minutes. I watch it on YouTube of Sundays if it's even ready. I look around what other modern live shows are doing. It does not cost any more than what you are spending. 
Well, we've asked you guys to leave us reviews, whether it's a pat on the back or constructive and, criticism. And we're changing like that. One. We're changing that policy now. No, I'm just yes, kidding. No, the the eight thirty, <laughs> eight forty five start times are a thing of the past. Now, guys, we are dealing with people all over the United States. I'm in Oregon. Tony's in Texas. Tammy's clear on the other side of the United States. Guys, there's a lot of technology between all three of us. And well, things don't always work right every single time. We have glitches. We have technical difficulties. It happens. And sometimes we do have a late start that's beyond our control. Uh, that being said, we are going to be a little bit more diligent about trying to get the show started a lot earlier. Uh, that being said, we will be trying to hit that 8 o'clock, uh, not Pacific Standard, um, Central Time. 10 p.m. Central Time is what we're looking for. Yeah, don't, don't give him hope uh, because yeah, it's no. not going to happen 8 p.m. Central Time. Josh, uh, Josh, what time do you get home and then you pretty much rush into the studio so we can do yeah, this at 10 it's, p.m.? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's dinner, uh, home, dinner, and studio uh, in, in that order with very little break in between uh, for anything else. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I, uh, getting early in for me would be, it would be a task, especially... Uh, with my commute and uh, and being the chef of the house, so um, there's just there's only so much time in the day. And right. guys, this is a bit of a hobby for us. This isn't our main source of income, our our profession, if yeah, you will. And I guess um, too, it's holding us back because if we did have a uh, an eight p.m. Central Start time, that would be nine p.m. Eastern, and uh, what would that be? Seven p.m. Your time. Yeah. So, uh, or is that right? Seven six. Two or two hours behind. Uh, behind I'm two hours. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be nice. It would be nice. It would be a show would be more available for, for the whole of the country. And it, certainly we could uh, potentially see a, a much larger audience. But like Josh says, it's a hobby. And, I mean, if, if anybody out there would like to this, this drop about, I don't know, what, 200K a year, then we could all quit our jobs and just do this, right? I think everybody would be up for that, right? I, I know I would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could travel around and uh, – do reports in various parts of the country, the Tammy on the East Coast, Josh on the West Coast, and me here in the central part of the United States, and do some on-premise, on, uh, on, uh, uh, on on-site interviews with, with folks. It'd be on great. The scene. Yeah, yep. it'd, be, it'd be great. But that's not the, the situation we're in. I really, really, really appreciate uh, the feedback, though. It's great to hear these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. And the, one of the main things I take away from this is, is that we need to start at 10 p.m. Uh, central Time. Uh, that's yep. the, that's the stated start time, and that's when we should do it. I think we got started a little earlier tonight. I think it was around ten oh nine, and our norm was about ten mm-hmm. fifteen, so or fifteen after the hour. So we're getting uh, there. We're getting there. You well, know, it's kind of uh, slowly you know, but surely. Everybody hates change, so you know it's not like we can just rip the bandaid off. And, we got to you know change our our bad habits a little bit, and uh, and we'll we'll get there. Though. Yeah, and that thirty minute prior is a wonderful idea, but. You know, like we just said, Josh has things that he has to do, like eat, and sometimes he doesn't eat. And I'll yeah, uh, I'll start picking on him about food. I'll start mentioning great food that I've had to eat recently. Starting and, to gnaw on my microphone. <laughs> so it's uh, it's always fun. And poor Tammy, Tammy's a, an hour ahead. So when it's 10 p.m. Uh, showtime for uh, Central, it's 11 p.m. for Tammy. I mean, she was just talking about maybe going to bed early tonight. She's she's all uh, wiped out from going to a concert, which is not technically our fault. But still, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, guys, keep the comments coming, keep the reviews coming, constructive criticism or otherwise, guys. Just so that you you know, you guys are aware, this isn't the first time we've read constructive criticism live on the show, yeah. and this is why we encourage you guys to please participate in that feedback. 
Let us know how we're doing and let us know what you think. And now we're going to have a new segment. Actually, last week I think was the first time we did this. Mm -hmm. But what's right. happening on xjtalk.com? Um, new vibration by Heap Jr. Um, he just finished installing my three-inch lift. Looks good. Haven't gotten an alignment yet. Put a little to the right, but that's not the probably... I'm getting a lot of vibration when I give it gas. Any ideas? Not sure. First day driving, so can't be more specific. And um, then so uh, he's looking for help because he put in a, a lift. Yeah. And he's getting some vibration. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Steve 4.3 LXJ, you know him, you love him from uh, our uh, quick Jeep tip segments and uh, in the past, our uh, full Jeep segments, uh, Jeep tip segments. He, uh, he posted if those U joints are okay. You probably need to address your driveline pinion angle. This is true, especially if you used an extended shackle. Uh, there's a link on how to do that. And then he posts the link to another post on xjtalk.com. And, and these are some of the things that you can expect over on xjtalk.com, the forum for really all kinds of Jeeps, even though it's named xjtalk. That's right. Yeah, and this kind of tech actually applies to, well, pretty much anything you lift with a That's rear true. drive line. Yeah, it's very true. Grand, Whether it's so. a Chevy pickup, a Grand Cherokee, or even a TJ. TJs suffer drive line vibrations when you lift them as well. Just because they're body on frame and you lift them doesn't mean they don't suffer from the same kind of effects that we do when you start messing around with the suspension geometry. And, and I don't want to go into too much detail here. We don't want to get into tech because we do want to encourage you to go over to xjtalk.com and read all the posts. But frankly, Josh, I'm a little surprised he was getting vibrations with just a three-inch lift. Uh, no, I got vibrations with my three-inch lift. Uh, when I when I, my very first lift on, on my first Jeep, I, I had a little bit of vibration. That's why I ended up having to do a transfer case drop. And some people get it, some people don't. Yeah, it's really it, it is it is a little bit interesting. I, I've read hundreds and hundreds of posts across the web of people saying, well, I put on a two-inch budget boost, and now i got driveline vibrations. And there's people that you know have put on a four-and-a-half-inch long-arm rough country lift and no Nothing. vibrations whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and it's, and, and, you know, this same year, same Cherokee, you know, virtually. So, you know, it's it's just goes to show, guys, that not everything is the same across for 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 everybody as it were your your problems your mileage might vary and that's why you need to head over to xjtalk.com and start looking around some of the forums some of the posts out there i guarantee you're going to find somebody that's had a similar experience with their jeep as you've had with yours well you know tammy hasn't done a lift on her uh, jk yet and it's going to be interesting hearing uh what, yeah. what she goes through uh tammy i'll predict that you won't have any problems whatsoever but uh, you never know knock on wood yeah now guys problems. there are there are lots more replies to this post as yeah, well. Just head over to xjtalk.com and look for new vibration. Just type that into the search field with a question mark. Feel free to share your thoughts with Heap Jr., the guy who was the original poster of that, and the rest of the fine folks that are subscribed to this thread. And if you want your tech-related thread featured on the XJ Talk Show, well, get over there and post something up. We put we pick one each and every week. And next week, well, we might just pick yours. Well, you know what time it is, Josh. Mm -hmm. It's time to shut up. Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Uh, shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G Mama. Hey, you know, Tony and Josh, the great thing about the Jeep is not only go anywhere, do anything, but there are so many different kinds of Jeeps, which we talked about a few of them earlier. 
And the options to personalize your Jeep to meet your needs is vast. Well, my Jeep is a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon Unlimited. Unlimited is another word for the four-door. It's a JKU. Now, the JK is the two-door Jeep Wrangler. I chose the four-door because I have kids and I needed more room. But I was wondering how that affects me on the trails compared to the two-door. And I wasn't quite sure of the differences, so I asked a few Jeep friends, and this is what I found out. Now, the two-door, the JK, has a better breakover angle, which is less likely to high center when cresting hills. And I will tell you that I'm very nervous when we go up and over um, some hills. I even bypass those because I know that my wheelbase is a little longer. Um, But the two doors are also easier to maneuver through tight areas and trees out on the trails. The four doors generally need a lot more room and they a lot of times have to do three-point turns, which I find myself doing a lot on the trails as well. Um, the two-door is obviously lighter than the four-door, but the two-door lacks cargo room. Now, the four-door, the JKU, has a longer wheelbase, which is more stable when you're climbing steep hills or ledges. It has more cargo space. So if you like to go camping, um, the four-door Wrangler is the way to go because it can hold a lot of gear without having to hang gear off of your Jeep or getting a cargo rack on top, which would change your center of gravity. So which Jeep Wrangler is right for you? That depends on your goals for your build, for where you drive, how you drive, and where what your off-road likes are. So if I plan on keeping my JKU stock, even though my Jeep is a Rubicon, it can be limited on my type of off-roading if I leave it stock. I wouldn't be able to do some of the things that I would if I lifted my Jeep because of the length and the low belly. So I will really need to get a lift to get the belly lifted up off the ground if I want to tackle those tougher rocks. So once that is done, some say that the four-door is actually better than the two-door in some situations. So I guess it's time for me to start working on my off-roading goals to figure out what's next for my Jeep Wrangler. And, you know, deep down I know what I want to do, but I just have to figure out You know, it's still my daily driver and what I want to tackle when I'm off-roading. Tony and Josh? Yeah, you may find that's going to change over the years. I remember uh, when I first first started planning my Jeep lift that, uh, well, I was like, well, I'm never going to go over 31s. All I want to do is hit some logging roads, get out there and camping and (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah, that didn't last long. And uh, right. and here I have a, a you know a full on rock crawler and uh, well it's a lot of fun and, and just it just goes to show things change over time as far as uh, well not only your driving ability but also your needs and wants as far as what you're doing with the Jeep. Well, Tammy, I think you actually said this uh, either in the interview that we did uh, a long time ago or maybe in one of your uh, your other uh, times here in, in, on the show. Uh, you like driving something that isn't the same as everybody else's. You like having it custom. And yes, definitely. that's one of the things when Josh said 31 inch tires, it's hard for the civilians, uh, I'll say, to differentiate between a stock Jeep Cherokee and a lifted one with 31s. Oh, there's something a little different there. Uh, the tires look a little bigger. When you just go to 33s and a, a four and a half or a six and a half inch lift, now you're talking major changes and people can really tell that you've got a customized vehicle. And, you know, it's not all about looks, but if you're going to be driving around, especially for a daily driver, it is nice being just a little bit different than everybody else riding around there. Of course, if you're, if you're driving a, a, 
a Cherokee, what they stopped making in 2001, uh, you're pretty unique these days. I hardly ever see Cherokees on the road. I mean, I, I may see three a week. Wow. Yeah. I, I see half a dozen a day. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, that yeah, would be nice. it really is. If if fact, I get a Jeep uh, Wave, it's not from a Cherokee. It's a, it's from oh, a, it's man. from a Wrangler. Yep. No, we are uh, very friendly people, though. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. No, I'll actually, have to I'm pay gonna, attention gonna, to see if I how many Wrangler Cherokees I see. I just I never really paid attention to it. Yeah, I'm actually going to be talking about that here in a little bit during our campfire uh, oh, campfire good. side chat. Yeah, excellent. So, yeah, a lot of fun, uh, good information. I did not know that the JQ, JKU was the four-door. That's interesting. So I learned something today, which is great. I always like that. So anyway, uh, great Wrangler Talk segment. We really appreciate it as always, Tammy. Hey, folks. I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Pops Boys Horror House. You're listening to the XJ Talk Show with Tony and Josh. Cheers! Well, speaking of the Paps boys, distinct lack of them here tonight on the campfire side chat, but that's okay. Maybe we'll uh, we'll get them in on one of these here one of these days. I told Clyde I've never been promised something from a drunk person, and uh, then, then the next day or two days later they don't remember the conversation. I told him I, f- I just I feel so cheap. Aww, <laughs> you hurt his feeling. <laughs> he got he hurt my last feeling. Yep, that's exactly right. So uh, well, I, anyway, uh, it's it's good to be here in front of the campfire, even though it's about a blazing nine hundred degrees in South Texas. Well, I'm going to yeah, be in like front of a campfire here. Oh, was I'm it? I'm going to be in front oh, of goodness. a campfire here in about twenty four hours. Uh, I'm going to be uh, heading out for a little bit of a weekend camping trip, just a uh, an impromptu uh, out with some of the guys who I haven't seen in many many months. Uh, some old friends of mine, and we're gonna we're gonna go are out. You, and, uh, are you riding with somebody? You getting? Uh, you're not taking the Honda, are you? Uh, I am taking the Honda up to a certain point, and then I will transfer some gear over to another vehicle. And uh, and uh, yeah, and you don't want to roll so. up. You don't want to roll up in the Honda. They, you, <laughs> I don't care how good of friends they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that'll that'll be fun. But no, I wanted to talk a little little bit about about stock Jeeps. Now Tammy was talking about you know the difference between the two door and the four door JK, and mm-hmm. and making her Jeep unique. And there was something that. A thought that crossed my mind today on my way home. I'm passing, a, you know, I'm in, in in traffic and I'm, you know, making my maneuvers as I normally do and and trying to keep some good pace and whatnot. And I come up upon, uh, up on this stock Cherokee. It was an older model, probably I'm going to say around a 91, 92, 93 ish, um, around there. Completely bone stock, except for the addition of a roof rack and uh, and an interesting paint job. And it was this paint job and the fact that this guy had his buddy in the passenger seat and they were just beaming ear to ear, uh, roof rack chock full of camping gear and stuff mm. like that. The, can- the, the Jeep was painted in uh, rattle can camouflage oh, yeah. and actually nicely done as well. It wasn't really ghetto. I, and I, I kind of gave it a second look and I was like, you know, I kind of gave it a little nod. And, and it dawned on me, and this is a thought that I've had before in the past, but but this is just, it, it's something that kind of stuck with me today, and I, and I wanted to bring it to the show and stuff like that, that you don't have to have 35s. You no. don't have to have 44s front and rear and long arms and stuff to enjoy your Jeep truly. Yeah. And this guy had an expression on his face, and I almost got out my camera and, and took a picture of him uh, because he really was enjoying his drive to his camping destination. 
And uh, and it was just it was great to see somebody enjoying their their stock Jeep that they had done very very little to to make it their own, and and that's just something that I wanted to impart on all you guys out there because oftentimes I do talk about fabrication. I talk about you know the 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 best way or the biggest way to do something or, or something that I have done that is above and beyond what a lot of you guys would ever do to your own Jeep. Um, and I'm not ever saying that that is the only way to do it. And I'm not ever saying that, uh, that this is the right way to do it, um, unless there is a difference between a right and a wrong way to do something. But um, in this case, no. When you're customizing your, your vehicle and you're making it your own, there is no right or wrong, well, that, wrong way that's to do just it, kind as of the, long that, as you're happy. That's the flash. That's the, the, yeah. the, the, the what do you call it? The, the, the pomp and circumstance of, of sure. a big party. You know, everybody who's interested in something that's, that's large and off-road and, uh, and mean, but it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, no. The stock Jeep, I mean, Tammy drives a stock Jeep. I mean, it's a Rubicon, so it's a step up with the lockers and everything else, but you don't have to go through this, this whole build process before you have fun with your Jeep. No, definitely yeah. not. And, you know, everybody no. has different needs. You know, some people like to go rock crawling. Some people just like to go on the beach. Some people like to go through the muddy trails. You know, every person's wants for their Jeep is different. So, that, you know, all the Jeeps are going to look different. You know, sometimes well, you don't need to lift it to, to fit your needs. Tammy's original want was to, to be able to take the top off and enjoy right. the open air. And that's the reason why she got into Jeeps. And then it was like, oh, my God, look at all these things I can do with this thing. So, yeah. You, you just never know. So it's, uh, yeah, it's great. And that's really cool, Josh. I bet you that was a nice flashback to maybe some of your yeah. own feelings. Uh, no, it really you was. first got your Jeep. Now, look, I've, I've done a lot of work in the vehicle customization industry. And, uh, and it's just, you know, I, I see it every day and every aspect of it. And I've experienced both sides of the fence myself. And it's just something I wanted to share with you guys. And there's something else I wanted to share with you guys. I've talked before on, uh, on prior episodes about my, uh, my lack of motivation lately to to really get things going with my Jeep and and well I'm I'm asking for your guys's help. I'm out there pleading to the XJ Talk Show audience for you guys to light a fire under my ass. I want you guys to give our 24/7 voicemail line a call. 530-675-4102 and give me a good chewing out. I mean no seriously, <laughs> I, I need you guys to really put me to task and and really just give me what for. I haven't really done a whole lot of work on my Jeep in many months, and, and it's time that changes. I need your guys' help. Get me back out in that garage and get me working on my Jeep and by whatever means necessary. Um, now, obviously, threats of bodily harm will probably be included, and uh, I'm not <laughs> going to encourage or discourage that whatsoever. But, guys, now let's have some fun with this. Give our voice, uh, voicemail line a call. And uh, let's get my ass back to work out in the garage on my Jeep. I'll, I'll dare say that it was the, um, uh, the leaf spring bushing that took the wind out of your sails. God. Yeah, that was probably <laughs> one of the last things that really, really. What was that? that was such 10 hours, 12 hours to remove a bushing out of the leaf springs? Oh, my God. Well, one, just serious? one side. Yeah. Just one side and one bushing was nearly four hours. Okay, four hours. So, I thought yeah. it was longer than that. Yeah, and, and this is something he was doing before he could go off-road, Tammy. It was like a um, weekend that he was going. It was the night before I was leaving for a three-day wheeling expedition. And, uh, well, I'll, and just, I'll just pop this thing out because it rattles. You know? I'll just <laughs> pop this thing out, put the well, new one in. 
it, the thing oh. was is, is I had ordered the parts and they came in. I think they were wrong, and then Four Wheel Parts made it right, and they they got a drop shipment from their uh, from their uh, warehouse in California or something. Got it up here, and and it took longer than was expected. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to come in earlier in the week. It came in late in the week, and <laughs> I I didn't have any time. I had no choice. It was either not go or just bust ass and and knock this out, and and that's exactly what I did. Um, but well, you, you have got you have got to get an air compressor and an air yeah. chisel because if you had, oh, had yeah. that, you know, oh no, you would yeah, have injured yeah. yourself, chisel, but you would have been done quicker. Made, <laughs> yeah, that would have made short work of it. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Tammy, did you have anything that you wanted to cover? No, I uh, actually I put the um, shifter knob on. Oh, good. Yeah. How, how does it feel? You lock tight that set screw. It's pretty much all I've been doing. The kids with the school being the last week of school and parties for soccer and all that other scouts, camping. I haven't really had much time to deal with my Jeep. Do they have the little soccer ball uh, cupcakes at the parties? Uh, no, we had um, a big cake. Oh, okay. Chocolate oh. cake with raspberry filling. Oh, that sounds good, actually. All right. Well, I'll just mention really quickly, even though it specifically says Tony does not talk about the temperatures of his Jeep. Um, <laughs> I hit uh, I hit 230 today on the engine watchdog. So oh. not my gauge, but the the additional thing the that actual, I'm using. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I went outside uh, after uh, getting home and letting the vehicle cool off a little bit. I went outside with my uh, multimeter and did some measuring of the temperature sensor. And uh, the temperature sensor, now this is the one on the Jeep, the, the Jeep sensor, temp sensor, the one right. that goes in the thermostat housing. And uh, just did some ohm readings, and it was reading around 790 ohms. And I uh, did a little research after uh, reading, I mean, after looking at that and seeing what it was, uh, I did a little research. And it, it, as it turns out, the, uh, the, uh, number, the amount of uh, resistance, the ohms, go up as it gets colder. So if the coolant is colder, that resistance increases and decreases as it gets hotter. So if I want to adjust the uh, resistance from that sensor, sending it to the computer, I'll actually have to inc- uh, decrease the resistance. I think I may have said that backwards. So as it gets uh, colder, no, it, go- it increases, that's right. So that's, uh, I was concerned about that. I was afraid it was going to be the other way around and I was going to add some resistance to it and it wasn't going to work out. Now, I am almost exactly 20 degrees off from what the engine watchdog reads and what the, uh, the ECM is telling me. So uh, I don't know, but I've got to adjust it. I, I'm routinely, in these 90-degree temps, I'm routinely hitting 260 degrees on my um, dash gauge. Wow. Now, is that 20 degrees? Is that like a huge difference or is that? Well, you know, you would hope that uh, the, the, the engine, I mean, the, the sensor and the computer and all that stuff that comes from Jeep would actually read accurately or more accurately. And, and being anywhere from 20 to 25 degrees off to me is, is way outside of a normal range. It should be much closer. I mean, if it was uh, two to five degrees, I think that would be more acceptable. But that's not what it is on mine. Oh, one thing I did try, I, I do remember reading uh, where somebody had t- uh, put the, uh, the temp sensor in so far into the housing that they were actually touching the bottom of the temp sensor to the metal of the thermostat housing. Ooh. So that would actually cause a erroneous reading because you're not reading the coolant temperature, you're reading the metal temperature and yeah. might actually transfer more heat 
to the sensor. So I backed off. So what's the, the fix? Well, I backed the sensor off a few turns and just looked to see if I was going to get any leaking of coolant, which I didn't. Uh, oh, very good. It, it didn't make any. It didn't make any uh, changes. Uh, whenever I uh, when I did that, but we'll see tomorrow when I when I drive it back and forth. I have I have not done the resistance thing yet. I'm I'm still a little concerned that there's such a large. Uh, yeah. Delta between uh, the uh, the PCM reading and uh, what I'm seeing on that uh, uh, that engine watchdog. It's it, for you guys that want to look it up. It's engine watchdog uh, TM one, and I got the Fahrenheit model. So wonderful tool. It, it's wonderful because I have an external measuring device that's supposed to be highly accurate, and now I have a tool that I can use. To really see what's going on with the temperatures, because the computer apparently has been lying to me. Yeah, always good to get a second opinion. All right. Well, uh, I hear the pigs. Yeah. So it's time to get out of here and uh, do a little Jeep review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, every other week, guys, we've got a product review from Jeep Mama. This week, what do we got? Well, you know, I love this time of year because we get to spend more time outside than inside. But the best part is being able to drive my Jeep with the top down. Now, getting those windows off used to be a really daunting chore for me. But now I have something that makes it much easier, and it's zipper pulls. You can see it right here. So taking my soft top down is a very simple process. There's actually several different variations that can be done. You can pull the top back so it sits just above the passenger seats. Um, and the windows can stay intact, or you can unzip the windows and detach them. And another way is to pull the soft top all the way back with the windows um, detached, where the soft top rests right above the spare tire. So all these options are a very simple process to pull the top back and zip the windows off. It's so easy. It takes just one person to do it. But the difficult part for me was zipping up and down the windows. My fingers just aren't quite strong enough to grasp just the little, would they come with just the zipper handle? Um, I, you'd have to pull it up and around and it's, you know, it, the soft top is like nice and tight on there. So it's really hard to get. But I've discovered this little useful tool, the zipper pull. Um, it makes it easier for zipping up and down my windows. It's like a snap. So I used to spend several frustrating minutes doing this in my driveway trying to get my zip, windows zipped back up. Um, but these zipper pulls make it so easy. Now I don't have to struggle trying to zip the windows back up anymore. So I bought these. These are homemade. There are four of them from Top Zip Zipper Pulls from Ken Johnson. He's the owner of Top Zip Paracord Products for Jeep Wrangler. Um, he made these. They're handmade with paracord. And they come in several different colors. I got black. I don't know what I was thinking when I bought them. I should have got purple oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But the reason I like them is because they, there's a lot of um, paracord here to be able to, I could actually grab it with my whole hand to pull up and around the windows. I bought four of these for $10, simple, easy, and inexpensive. You can check him out on at JeepJKGuy on Twitter. Or um, you can, there's so many zipper pulls out there. I like these personally. Um, but I've never tried any others out. But you can just go to Amazon and type in zipper pulls. And if you buy another kind of zipper pull, we would love to hear what your thoughts. You could email us at newstips at xjtalkshow.com or give us a call on the 24-7 voicemail line, 530-675-4102. 
or use the SpeakPike feature on the xjtalkshow.com and leave us your thoughts. Um, and if you do go to Amazon, make sure you do it through the XJ Talk Show. Um, but there are so many di different kinds of zipper pulls out there. But I personally like these zipper pulls because they have um, a lot of paracord to grasp. How, how does that go Josh? on the? How does that go on the zipper, Tammy? Well, you know how the zipper has like a little hole. Uh -huh. Most all zippers. So you would just slide it through, and then ah, pull it. Through. Is that is that something you leave on the zippers? Yeah, you leave them on, and then I tuck them in. There's Velcro um, that pushes yeah. the part of the window to the soft top, mm -hmm. so you you know so the zipper is protected, and you you would just stick this up in there. But it you know it oh, so it kind of weather protects it that way too. Yes, yeah, oh, excellent. But it it makes it so much easier. And actually, when I did a blog on this a while ago, everybody was commenting like, oh, what a great idea. And some people bought them and mm -hmm. they said it makes it so much easier. It's tough. I mean, I got a pretty good grip on my, uh, on my hand and uh, it's, it's difficult on the, the TJ getting to those uh, best top uh, zippers. They're good size zippers, uh, whatever you call that little tongue or whatever it is. And uh, it's, 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 it is very challenging to get those zipped up uh, as far as you would like right. to. So I can see how that, that would make a big difference. Who was that from again? Um, this is, um, you can find the guy on Twitter at Jeep JK guy. Okay, great. Well, it's I may have to get some of those and I, and I may be more clever. I may actually get some in red since, uh, uh my wife's Jeep is red and black since, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's uh there's definitely some really cool pictures, very nice up close pictures on jeepmama.com oh. of these zipper pulls. So make sure you guys head over there and check those out. Yeah, always go over to uh, jeepmama.com. She's posting constantly. Uh, and then, mm -hmm. and then she, whenever she's here on the show, she says, podcast, what would I talk about? Uh, this, I don't get this. <laughs> well, something you, guys need to get, something you guys need to get is your calendars out because we're talking about wheel and wear. Absolutely. This is where we talk about events that are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Who do we got coming up right now? Well, we've got the Jeep Jamboree USA doing it big. Two events going on the same weekend in, well, basically in a row. Uh, but uh, the, the 22nd Drummond Island Jeep Jamboree happening June 19th and the 21st, Drummond Island, Michigan. For more information, Call 333-4777 or go to jeepjamboreeusa.com. Same dates, same people putting it on, Jeep Jamboree USA. They are huge, guys. 17th Penswood Jeep Jamboree happening in Bradford, Pennsylvania. 530-333-4777 or head to jeepjamboreeusa.com for more information. Freedom Ridge Off-Road Park is having their inaugural event just outside of Minneapolis in Atwater, Minnesota, the newest park for Jeep crawling and concert rocking. Purchase your tickets for the inaugural concert Saturday, August 22nd, featuring Copperhead Creek, the Plot Hounds, and headliner Chris Hockey. All proceeds will benefit the ALS Association of Minnesota, South Dakota, and North Dakota. What is Freedom Ridge? Well, it's nothing like you guys have seen before. A rock crawling and outdoor music venue all in one. It's brand spanking new and they need your guys' help. The trails are just getting going and most are barely a third of the way complete. If you guys think you've got what it takes to, well, help design or even help build one of the trails, then go to www.freedomridgerocks.com and click on the contact tab and get the gang over at Freedom Rock Ridge knowing what you can do to help them out. Don't forget, Jeep Junkies, whether you're at the park, in the woods, or on the rocks, or even down on the beach, you pack it in, pack it out. 
remember to tread lightly. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots as good, if not better, than we left them when we arrived. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. What a hey, great I, show. I just oh, want sorry. to mention um, the Jeep Jamboree in Pennsylvania. I think they're going to try to break the Jeep Parade world record. Oh, that's going to be cool. I, w- I was going to sign up for it, but I missed the deadline. Oh. That's We're going to have to get one of those big H- XJ Talk stickers. And since you don't have windows, we'll have to just put it over the paint on, on, yeah. of, of your Jeep. Oh, yeah. I'll sure. Make sure you guys don't miss a single episode of the XJ Talk Show. Subscribe over at iTunes. We're also on Stitcher Radio and TuneIn.com. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube account, YouTube.com slash XJ Talk. And by all means, check us out on the Twitter, as Tony would like to say. We're also on Facebook. Facebook.com slash xjtalk.page. Guys, you can be a part of the show. The XJ Talk Show has a fourth seat open, and it's open for you guys. If you've got a Jeep story to tell or want to talk about your Jeep, well, let us know, and we'll get you in on the show. Don't forget about the, the show name change. We're going to Jeep Talk Show here very, very soon. Actually, we're going we're gonna to talk about this until your ears bleed so that yeah. you're very well aware that the XG Talk Show is not going off the air. We're not pod fading. Uh, we're uh, we're approaching 200 episodes. Uh, well, we'll be doing that this year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, guys, in the meantime, make sure you give us a call, 530-675-4102, or use our speak pipe over at xjtalkshow.com. We want to hear from you guys. Tammy, where can people find you? Um, you can find my blog at www.jeep mama m-o-m-m-a dot com for all my latest jeep adventures excellent so you guys have a great jeep week thanks for uh, visiting us here live and if you're not visiting us live come over uh, every thursday night 10 p.m central time or i'm sorry 10 ish (laughs) Uh, i got a bad attitude